Welcome to Be in Baltimore in Charlotte with Donita and Dianitra. We are two friends who decided to relocate to Charlotte from Baltimore for various reasons. We are here to share our trials and triumphs along the way to entrepreneurship. We'll talk about complete wellness, business building, and relationships and how you can fit it into your daily life. We want you to leave each episode feeling loved, encouraged, and supported along your life's journey. Please join us each week for our conversations. All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode seven. Eight. Eight. Sure. Oh, we did seven last week. We went live. We were live. Okay. So somehow we are on this episode Mm -hmm. and you are with Donita. I'm sorry. You are the (laughs) intro. I am Donita. All right, y'all. That's that's what it is today. Mm -hmm. Literally, that's what it is today. We are. We really don't have a topic. We just kind of want y'all to get a peek or a glimpse into what we do when we are just sitting around doing nothing. Kind of peek into our conversations a little bit and how we come up with our conversations. And how? Because it's it's a very authentic and organic approach that we have. <laughs> but I do want to say, if y'all have any questions for us about us. Email us. Yes. Send us a DM. Y'all can slide in our DMs. We don't mind. We'll respond. <laughs> we were one of us will respond. And it is genuinely one of us responding. Um but yeah. That's it for today. I mean not it as in she listen, give me the give me the book. So in an effort to facilitate the conversation, she don't want to use the book yet. We're gonna be using a book called Three Thousand Pick One Questions. Pick this or that. Pick this or pick that. And it's going to give us an opportunity to explain why we pick what we picked. And we, as you're learning, we'll probably, chances are, we'll be learning some things about each other amidst this 24-year friendship. Right. This stuff about me, you don't know. You don't know everything. Okay. You think you know everything? If I don't know it, <laughs> then it's something you didn't want me to know for a purpose, for a reason. Okay. Touche. That's a valid point. <laughs> but I will be the first to say, I don't know everything. It, it's not, I mean, that, that's not knowing everything, but you know, for the most part, I think I know you. Okay. I'm sure there's things that you've said that I'm hatched. There's <laughs> things that you have said and done, and I don't know. But as a person, I know you. Okay. That's fair. Well, All right. That's fair. So you don't want to start with the book? <laughs> you don't want to start with the book? What do you want to start with? We already told him how we met. Yeah, we told him how we met. Did like literally we said how we yeah, met? Yeah, we told him okay. in, the, in, the, in the very first episode. Oh yeah, we did tell you how we met, um, and how we ended up here together, just not planned. We did, we told him that. Yeah, so we so they know that much about us. So mm-hmm. something that they may not know is that um, I don't want to remember. I don't want them to know that though. What? Because that's like, okay, so when my birthday was, used to be your wedding anniversary. Yes, day. it did. So that was something that I could always remember because I remember you had already been in plans for the wedding. Mm-hmm. And here I come along, just got myself invited to a whole wedding. I know. That was crazy. How we just. Just inserted myself in your life. Just yeah, bam. Just bam. But, did. but that's how that goes for the most part. It is. When, when I'm, I, 
I can meet people and like literally like the vibe would be really nice and we'll try to see how it goes from there. And normally the vibe just stops right there, wherever the vibe is. It typically don't go beyond wherever we are. And like if I met somebody at a restaurant or something like that, just don't kind of go beyond talking about food oh. sometimes. Yeah. And But then there are some people that I literally, they was like, oh. Okay, well, we said something at the same time. We made a face at the same time. Something like that. Something that connects us. So, I have that kind of power. Oh, power. Mm -hmm. Oh, I tell people all the time when they're going to love me. They just act like I'm just making stuff up. But most people really, really do love me. Yeah. It's kind of no in-between. They either love me or they, they, like they don't like me at all. It's, I'm pretty hard not to like them. I get it. You alright. I'm alright. <laughs> <laughs> she said I'm alright. You alright? You know, you've been around for a while. I guess I keep. <laughs> um, I guess I keep. I can't keep you now because my daughter thinks that she's her girlfriend now, so I gotta. Keep. I guess because I get the I get texts now mm -hmm. from Alexa, and she's telling me all the stuff that I need to know, like trolls this stuff, because trolls this is my fault. It is your fault. It's okay. So, you know, <clears throat> I do love you, but unlike me, you know, I'm just the greatest. <laughs> yeah, listen, y'all don't understand that if you're in my circle, you you must think I'm great. Because I don't you just want You just want people around you that think you're great. No, because if you're in my circle, I think you're great. So we are attracted to greatness. Is what you oh, say. absolutely. So that's the one thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got over that. I don't have time for. I mean, listen, you got it's greatness is all. Greatness is um, every day. And I was talking about that this morning. I think on my um, yeah, this morning I was talking about it on my um, story. Mm -hmm. Because we we are on this health journey. We're both working out. We're doing a lot of things and I we post it in our story, but I hear a lot of people, they come into my inbox or they'll text me and say, I don't have time, but I don't have time, but I don't have this, but I don't have that. And literally like an excuse is just a tiny little lie that you tell yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to be great, then just don't be great. But don't, don't keep lying to yourself. Who lies to themselves? What? what? Are you really asking that question? rhetorically but yeah but crazy people lie to themselves is what i'm saying people who really want to work on themselves they don't lie on it they don't lie to themselves they you don't do cancel for a while. don't they cancel do. on yourself they do for a while i mean some people lie to themselves to help them get through whatever it is they're doing at that time it makes it, it makes them feel good about themselves well that sucks yeah yeah it's like it's like saying your stomach hurt, but you really got a headache. Who I'm gonna give you something for your. I'm gonna give you something for a headache or for your stomach ache, but your head's still hurting. That's weird. Just say what it is. Some people have to get there in that life. I wasn't always there. I used to think I was perfect in perfect parts, and then mm -hmm. I wanted to work on it, so I went to work on me. Literally, I went to work. When you say you go to a perfect, what, what does that like? What does that mean? Like I never was accountable for everything, anything. 
Oh. Everything was somebody else's fault or somebody else did it. It okay. was because of blah, 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 blah. That something happened instead of taking ownership. Okay. So once you start taking ownership, then you start seeing this part of you that's not so pretty. And you can either be like, that's who I am and let it rot. What age or you can you work on it. When you, when you realize you weren't perfect. Around about. Um, let's say about 29. Really? 28, 29. Oh. About 29. Yeah. I didn't get that from you all of the years. Well, I mean, I think it got, I think it gets complicated because of the insecurities that I do have about just me as a person and being a woman. Mm -hmm. Like I carried that whole dark skin thing for a long time and now like melanin is so everything right now. But when we were younger, it wasn't. It just wasn't cool to be dark skin. It just wasn't cool. So I had that. I used to be really skinny, but I always had a big butt. Mm -hmm. So that was weird too. <laughs> like it was, it was just crazy. And then I never felt like I belonged to a certain group. I always felt like I was on the edge of every group. So like I was, I could be, I would be in a class with really, really other smart, other smart kids. But they probably just did a little bit more to get the better grades. So, like, I might have been, like, a A, a solid A student, maybe an A, high B minor, but they were always A, A plus. Or the kids that were just rebellious or did whatever they wanted to do, I would never go over the edge. Like, it was a line in the sand, mm -hmm. and I just wasn't crossing it. So, I just always had that little thing, like, kind of in the middle. you. Yeah, but I didn't know what that was at, the time. at yeah. the time. I didn't know what that was. So once I figured all those things out and then be like, okay, so you look at situations and things that happen that make you sad, like you think about all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, what was the real issue there? And then you can kind of see the part you play in it. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people don't. I guess they don't. But I do. I've seen the parts that's not so pretty. And it's just. It's, well, most people, most people do see that. Right. But whether they own it or see it for what it really is, is, a, is really a question. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to, I just figured I would be, a, I didn't want my kids to be crazy and not identify with whatever they were. I wanted them to understand that they could be whoever they wanted to be. They could make their decisions. They could make their choices. I'm going to say what I want to say because I'm the mother. Mm -hmm. But literally, I want y'all to like make your own decision. And they, and they have some things some tools in place they don't have to figure it all out but they're going to do what they want to do and i wanted to learn i wanted to as a parent to be okay with them doing what they wanted to do and not controlling what they were doing so i had to work oh, on major. me that's yeah good. i mean that's major i'm sure yeah i had to learn that to a lot of parents don't know that that's what that is though oh well what they think it is i don't know like you hear people talk about how their parents was controlling all the time mm-hmm but I don't think the parents understand that the controlling part is really the insecurities that they have. Right. Right. So if you got a healthier mom or a healthier dad that can see mentally and emotionally like where they are or gauge it, then you probably won't have healthier kids because kids don't have to be repressed. I think kids, I felt like I lived in a bubble for a long time. Like I had this standard that I was living up to all the time mm -hmm. or people would put me on this pedestal and I'm like, I'm really just a regular person. Well, that kind of happens. I think that happens when you are brought up in that way. When you are brought up, like you said, in the bubble kind of. Right. 
people on the outside look in saying, oh, she is such a good girl. She does that. She did this. She just, you know, right. when they don't know in the inside, you raise your explode and stop looking at me because this is really not what I want to be doing. Right. Like a yeah. regular, like just, I want to be a regular mm-hmm. person. Like the expectation is high. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I just, not that I don't have high expectations, but literally most of the times, if you don't have an expectation, you appreciate everything that comes along mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. somebody has to do this for me or they're supposed to do this mm-hmm. for me because but no, none of that meant nothing. You just gotta, it was just, it was just a process mm-hmm. that I went through. I guess an awakening. I don't know what you want to call it. But. Well, yeah. and if there's a difference of feeling like you're in a bubble and you know, you hear people talk about their parents are strict or when you're growing up, my parents, my mother was strict or I can't do anything. Or I had a girlfriend say she couldn't do all she could do was sit on the step, you know. I was um, sit on the step person, and um, everybody else could, you know, ride that bike, do this, do that, do that, and you know, she had to sit on the step. Um, or the whole, um, again, the way the way you brought up, you know, I'm not going to say race. Some people think that's not the right term for children, but I feel like when you're, oh, being, what's the other term? What other term for? Okay, the way you're bringing your children up. Um, I felt like, like my mother was very, she wasn't, she was, she wasn't strict. I can't say she was strict at all, but she was very firm in what she, and how she was, you know, what the rules were. Okay. You know, but I had a lot of, um, it's funny because now that I look back on it, I had a lot of freedom, but I didn't have the kind of freedom that some of my friends Funny's had. Friends had. And of course, in my eyes, that freedom was the freedom that I wanted. Right. Um, but now, of course, and you know, even for now, but when I got older, I realized that the freedom that she was giving me was really just enough freedom to keep me in line with, um, I ain't gonna say with, you know, what I should be doing, but in her eyes, what the way I should be doing. Okay. Um, but it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't bad. I can't say that um, she... I, I didn't have that kind of childhood. Um, but I was brought up... I was at church all the time. All, right. of my, all of my friends that I have today, honestly... Are from church. I, I grew up with in church. Um, um, well, not all of them. Not, yeah, but yeah. majority. The majority. Your core. Yeah, my core. Um, friends yeah. that, that I've been with for, for almost... Since I was like seven. Because I have a lot of them. Right. But um, my friends from school and all of that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, it, it, um, but yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's, it's definitely in a way that you were brought up. Right. Um, people see things the way they want to see it. I'm just going to say, people see things the way they want to see it. They look at you like, I'm sure they looked at you like you were. That girl, yeah. my daughter. Um, I used to have somebody that was really close to us, and she used to always tell her daughter, "Why can't you do it like, like she do it, or like why can't you be this, or why can't you do that?" I hated that. I absolutely hated that. Me, me, and a girl could never be really close because of that. And I'm almost positive that the kids 
may not have thought that way, but I'm pretty sure their parents, their parents, their parents would say that to them, mm -hmm. and that would I remember that would that would cause me to be disliked, mm -hmm. and I hadn't done anything to anybody. It was just literally somebody's perception of of who I was or what I was or a good example, and that's that's all well mm -hmm. and fine. But the problem with being a good example is that people think a good example is not flawed. That they had to be perfect, so I had to do everything mm -hmm. just so I had to get the grades. I had and you didn't get invited to stuff. You I didn't get. I did not get invited to a lot of stuff. And I remember this one particular time, it was three sleepovers going over, and I wasn't invited to either one of them. But one of my girlfriends and our little poor group was invited to all three of them, so she had to decide which one she wanted to go to. It was crazy. It was like, oh, because it was the perception. People mm -hmm. don't a lot, and even people to get. I'm always the song that people skip. You're always the song that people, that people skip. skip on the CD and then later find out it was fire. And that's not on no cocky nothing, no, but no, literally, no, if you don't, until you get to know me, you don't know that I'm really just the same person as you are. Like, I'm really down to earth. I'm really, really dope in real life. You're all right. I'm dope. <laughs> <laughs> You're all right. I'm just saying. Um, I think that, um, I, that, I mean, I think that's major what you just said, um, how people don't, it's the, it's the parents and it, and, and it is normally the parents, but I, like I said, that, um, that particular girl, we never was able to, and I liked her. We was, I mean, we could have been really cool. Right. People, but her, um, she really didn't like me for that reason. I found that out later. Right. 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 But she really didn't like me. Um, she had a grudge against me and little did she know that behind closed doors, it was going down in my house here. Wow. <laughs> it was going down. I was not perfect right. at all. Right. And um, Elaine was not having it. <laughs> <laughs> I had two brothers that was teaching me the ropes of, I mean, like, you just don't, you just don't know what's going down in people's houses. Right. So, but, but the rule was when you leave out this door, it better be on point. Don't let nothing come back to me. You better be on point when you hit that door. So outside, I knew, let me be on point because if it get back to her, the rest right. of my day ain't going to go right. Because <laughs> when it did, it was going down. It ain't hurt. So, <laughs> so you know, I mean, I mean, I had a healthy, and I know that nowadays people say that it's not, there's no healthiness about a fear. You know, mm -hmm. but I do feel like there's a healthy, I don't know if you want to call it fear or disappointment. Like, I had a healthy fear of my mother. I did. Like, well, I mean, and, and it, it could have been like disappointment, more so of not wanting to disappoint them or. Right. So. Right. You want, you, because you know what your mother has gone through, you know what she's went through, yeah. you know what she's done for you. And so you wanted to make sure she was good. Y'all was good. Like, whatever you, whatever you was doing, that it was good yeah, with yeah. her. Um, and that's that's actually the kind of fear that you're supposed to have of God. Actually, absolutely, fear. that's the kind of absolutely. fear you're supposed to have of God. And your mother is the closest thing to God that you have on earth. It, absolutely, literally, your mother yeah. is that. And mm -hmm. you're, you, okay, you know, or sometimes if the dad is mm -hmm. around, but literally nobody wants to disappoint their mom. Um, your mother could just be the worst person in the world, mm -hmm. but that's still your mother, yeah. and you still just don't want to disappoint. So you know, it's, it's yeah. Not that wrong with that. And I do, I do feel like. Um, Oh yeah, I, I definitely have um, had a, a healthy fear of my, my mother. And I mean, listen, my mother was that mother. My mother was the mother where everybody called her mom. 
everybody was, you know, loved her. And still, I mean, still, my mother is that person. Right. You know, every she just said, I mean, she is. She now, she's she's dope. She's like you say. She Miss is. is dope. She is. But um, yeah. So I went through. I went through a lot as a kid with that. Like you said, that whole people not because of because of that conversations. You're not even privileged to. You're not even in the room. You can't even defend yourself. Mm -hmm. But these conversations are going on about you, and you don't even know. You have no clue that that's what's going on. So what was really funny is the other side of that for me was. While you had some people looking at me like, oh, she's the good girl, she this, she that, she that. Then I got a little older. Then the parents, because I did have that little bit of freedom. And now when I say little bit, it was a little bit. It wasn't like I had freedom, like, but I had a little bit of freedom to um, go certain places as long as this person was there. So, like, I could go down in Harbor as long as... Um, a couple of, yeah, I'm with such or whatever. So, but what did happen for me was my mother was not a, she didn't do hair. She was not, she didn't want to do it. I had so much of it that she was like, I'm not doing, so I started going to the salon very, very early. Okay. And um, so my hair was always on point, like always. I went every two weeks. I don't care what was going on. That was a bill she was willing to take. She was not doing my hair. <laughs> so, uh, because I did, I had a lot and it was super thick and it just, it was crazy at home when she tried to do it. So, um, to other mothers, that was too grown. But again, not even. Absolutely. You, you are being talked about and you not uh-huh. even privy to these conversations that yeah. people are having about you and you have no opportunity to defend yourself. Yeah. You're not in a room. You can't fight. So that is just really cowardly mm-hmm. and that's that's probably one of the reasons why I hate gossip. Oh my right gosh. Right now. Yeah. So I don't I don't mind somebody spilling a little bit of tea yeah. every now and then. But when you just sitting around and gossiping about somebody, well, I heard this and yeah, I heard constantly. that mm-hmm. constantly, it's ridiculous. Like and and you don't, you really don't know what's going on. You don't you know what's really going on. No, you don't know. So yeah. sometimes it's just good to be like, oh, did oh, did you see that on social media? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw someone. So you think that got something to do with? Okay. And then that's literally the end yeah. of our conversation. It's not something that we just kind of dwell on, but it's that curiosity you that find out all the details. Uh-uh. And all I don't that. need yeah. to call nobody. I don't need to figure it out. Yeah. I am the master of minding my own business. That's mine. I mind the business that pays. Just everybody else do the same thing. Because I don't have a problem with telling you to mind your business. <laughs> your business. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I remember. But but what was funny is, thing, what don't happen now that I feel like happened back then, parents or adults, I think were a little bolder with addressing other adults about their kids back then. Yeah, you couldn't say. Like right now. You ain't saying no more. Like right now, ain't nobody saying nothing to another parent about their kid off the wall. Like, right. you know, they just, now people are very cautious now about what they say about people, kids, whatever. Right. But back then, people said whatever they wanted people to say. People said what, because they thought that they could. But I'm here to tell you, <laughs> a couple of them tried to tell Elaine how they didn't think that my hair was. And anybody that's listening that know my mother knows how that went down. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
if you know me any, you know that. Because what did that have to do with what yeah. they were doing in their house? It yeah. didn't stop them from eating. I, 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 I mean, I remember it clearly. And, um, and I mean, listen, you got, y'all know the hairstyles back then. It, it ain't like it is now. Like, I mean, the, the, the layered mushroom and the tilt, tilt and all that stuff. Crunch. The tilt, I think, is what took it over the edge is when okay. I got the, Oh, that probably. Dude, that was so, probably fly. I, had, I did. You I had, had it probably. Ah, with the layers, pop, pop. Oh, yeah. It was so long, like this. I was all the way on the shoulder. It was like, oh yeah, it was. But and you put your rollers in it, just keep clicking. Yes. <laughs> yes, we had a, we had a girl. Oh like no, her. no wait, it wasn't the tilt that did it. It was the V in the back. It was the the V and you know. Oh like, okay, okay, and, okay. And the V was like really yeah. benefit. Oh my god, yeah, that took them over edge and um. She yeah. So, but again, y'all, they don't even know that I had those hairstyles, but it didn't do nothing for me because I was like a, a, a number eleven, skinny as I don't know what, ain't had no shape. So, <laughs> a hair is all I had going for me. Honestly, <laughs> hair is all I had going for me, and um, and the hair was all I had going for me here. Well, you just and well, they reminded were... me. I mean, like, and listen, in school they reminded me that. Your head, which you you know, dumb, yeah, people are uh, so bad, horrible. But yeah, they reminded me. Wow, that I didn't have. Um, when I wouldn't think yeah. that. I just would never think that. Just because now, as we get older, we 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 know the shades of brown. Mm-hmm. So everybody's not just dark skin, and everybody not just light skin. And but shape, even back I mean, then, pretty. I would have just considered you know, light skin with pretty hair. So blah blah blah. She must got. But her. the thing is, right? That's what you thought. That's the thought process. Yeah, and the people had right. Well, but I, I didn't. I, I didn't, and I didn't even realize that I was light skin to people. Okay, I didn't realize because my cousin was really light skin. So to me, she was light skin, and I was gotcha. brown. So. I just was like, I was just brown when I had long hair. I had long, pretty hair. And they used to say it all the time. Without that hair, you wouldn't be nothing. And I'm like, girl, I am everything. If I cut my hair, I'm still going to be cute. That's how I thought about me. Like, you know what I'm saying? But they really, I mean, you like skin with pretty hair. You know how many fights I had because of that? I can imagine. But like you said, uh, girls with darker skin just assume that I, because we assume this yeah. is just the way that we were yeah. disproportionately socialized during slavery mm-hmm. that it even that divide still mm-hmm. exists right now. It's so crazy mm-hmm. that it happens because it's something that just kind of like we just said the other day, stop acting light skin. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's a perception that of a way that light skinned people are. And then there's mm-hmm. a perception of the way dark skinned people are. It's like, you know, people would just say things like you're pretty for a dark skin. Girl. Like, well, you're pretty for it. How, how does that, how are the two separate? Like, to me, it all goes together, but mm-hmm. to them, it's, they're mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. They don't even meet. They don't, <laughs> they don't even come together. But, and, and people just want to fight you because you dark skin or just tease you constantly because mm-hmm. that's all they got to say. You, you, you just dark as a street. <laughs> like, after a while, it's like, you so dark, you lost that one bite seat. Yeah, you know you said that to me last week and the week before. I mean, like it doesn't. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get, I definitely get. Um, I didn't know though. I mean, I, I did know, but I did not. Like I said, I didn't. And more than likely, the boy that we liked liked y'all. 
Listen, let's be clear. Ain't no boys like me. Well, okay, well, not you. Okay, <laughs> not you per se, but literally. And I am not light skinned. You are not light skinned, but in my I'm just saying. my twelve year old self would think you was light skinned. Okay, my twelve right. year old self. Yes. All right, and the boys that liked us didn't like y'all. We okay. like those boys. Those boys like y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah, they didn't like me. I was too skinny. <laughs> I had to wear two pair of jeans, two pair of pants. What does two pair of pants do? I had to wear leggings. I had to wear like sweatpants some under my je- under my pants so that my jeans would fit. What? Mm-hmm. Do you know what it's like going to school? Listen, everybody <laughs> got on their Jordash. I'm sorry, I don't know this. Of course you don't. <laughs> you don't know this because you always had. You might have been skinny, but you had, I always had a big. I had nothing, nothing, no no breasts, no butt, nothing. So, when I will go to school, I will put another. Thank you for joining us for this week's conversation. It is our goal that you feel loved, encouraged, and supported, and will take with you a tiny nugget to help you move forward in your journey. If you'd like to be a part of our weekly conversation, please feel free to DM us on Instagram at beingbaltimore underscore in Charlotte or on Facebook at Being Baltimore and Charlotte.